Between the Covers, a series designed around who and what can be done and achieved by patients, planning and working in a community of like-minded, successful people. This podcast series is for anyone looking at becoming a successful published author and those looking to understand the mind of a writer and the goals of a publisher. Proudly sponsored by Shoreline Publishing. Welcome and enjoy. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the podcast series Between the Covers. I'm Kelly Wilson. Today, I have the absolute honour and privilege of spending some time with Julie Kay, and we're going to talk about her brand new novel, The Ties That Bind. How are you today, Julie? I'm very well, thank you, Kelly. It's lovely to be here. It is lovely to be with you and listeners out there. Yes, we've had quite a lot of uh, hiccups with our internet today, so this is a massive blessing that we have Julie uh, in in our midst right now. And um, you and I both went through uh, two years of lockdown and online teaching, so we are very, very aware of what happens when the internet doesn't work. Luckily, we had the patience today that we did, right? (laughs) Well, let's get straight into it, Julie. Um, This is not your first novel, it's your second, and we'll chat about your first soon, but I'd love to hear about the ties that bind and, and perhaps what it's all about. Um, well, The Ties of Bind is ultimately about families and connections and characters and what what I really wanted it to be about was like a big Australian saga. Yes. Um, yeah, I, as, as a child I loved reading sagas and Australian things, um, mm. country towns, how characters intertwine. So this book's about um, two sisters and twin brothers and they meet up in a little country town called Dalesford, which is where... Oh, yes, um, beautiful my, place. Uh, it's beautiful and my nana lived there and we spent a lot of our childhood in oh, Dalesford. So I like gorgeous. to also write about things that I know, so I knew yes, Dalesford very, very smart. And also it comes into my first novel as well. But ah. um, anyway, they um, they meet and it's just really about teasing out their relationships and how how they they grew and then, of course, the Vietnam War hits and some of them are separated, but I can't really tell you too much. Reveal that. <laughs> yeah. Now I've noticed... If you, like, process- if you like historical romance, if you like, um, you know, reading about Australiana, then this is the book for you, I think. You're going to love it. Yeah. yeah. Sounds um, really intriguing. <laughs> and now you mentioned that you've got some um, ties in there with the war. Did you yes. have to do a lot of research to, to yes. do, get yes. that in your book? Yeah. How did, what yeah. did that and look like? Kind of, well, that's kind of what I love doing. That's why okay. I think I like historical um, fiction. I love writing and then Googling and then writing. I'm and, the same. So do I. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, um, I enjoy that side of it. So, yes, yeah, setting the Vietnam War, probably my inspiration for that came from as a child, I remember being in, you know, our lounge room and my dad was um, very big in, he was ex-Navy um, and yeah. he'd been in occupied Japan. So he, I remember mum and dad sitting there saying things like, you know, why are these hippies doing that? Look at the uni <laughs> students. And I think, what's yes. going on in this world yes, of ours? Yes, yes, and, yes. And I just couldn't understand how they, how badly the Vietnam vets were treated when they came back 
to Australia. So that there's true. a big part of that in this story as well. So it's sort of a bit of a an ode to Vietnam vets. Oh, out there. beautiful! I mean, and what a powerful thing to be the voice um, through a fictional setting like this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, it's very hard. Um, my second cousin was in Vietnam and he would never talk about it. He would have so many wouldn't. anything yeah. to do with the war, Anzacs, RSL, anything like that. Yeah. Um, but I was lucky enough, a friend of mine got me in contact with a man from the Frankston RSL and he was really inspirational and in giving me some advice about one of the characters in the story, Patrick and just, you know, what the camps were like over there. And wow. What, what, you yeah. know, how they showered and how they slept and just those little bits that you don't, um, you know, from from Google you don't get. So that no. was really good as well. Yeah, it's very powerful, isn't it? Amazing. Mm. And I've noticed that you're really well-travelled, Julie, um, yes. around the world um, and have had a wonderful career before you became a teacher in the Royal Flying Doctors in Alice Springs. Yes, I did, yes. So did that influence uh, this novel? Not really, um, but the next novel I'm actually writing um, ah. is very influenced by that. So Vietnam, I have a, a very good connection with Vietnam I've been probably three or four times, I think four times. Yes. Um, so I absolutely love Vietnam. And and I love, as I said to you before, I love writing about places I've been. So when we were in um, Hanoi, not Hanoi, sorry, Hoi An, um, I imagined myself being there. Yeah, that's, that's I, magic. I became one of the characters kind of imagining, you know, the restaurants we went to and where we stayed and that type yeah, of thing. I find yeah. that a lot easier to write if I know about it. Of course. And then, you know, for your readers, that's so authentic as well. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. So let's zip over to your first novel, which was mm -hmm. self-published um, and it was titled Not My Father. Um, yeah. Can I ask why you didn't self-publish your second novel, The Ties That Bind? This yes. is just really um, interesting for readers yeah. and listeners. Yep. So um, I didn't know a lot about the publishing industry when I wrote Not My Father and that yeah. in itself is a funny story and it, it comes into the epilogue, epilogue of the book. Um, that I actually went to a girlfriend's house. We had a clairvoyant coming in, <laughs> $50, I think, and I think there might have been <laughs> champagne and cheese involved. But anyway, um, at the very end of my session, yeah. she said to me, um, there's someone in the room that wants you to write this story. And I said, oh, what do you mean? And she wow. said, somebody in the room and they really desperately want you to write their story and they, they're happy for you to write their story. And as it turned out, we think, and I'm not a nut job, Honestly, I'm not. a normal person, <laughs> but we think it was my dad, and um, wow. so that was the inspiration behind not my father. And right. yeah, so it's it's loosely based on his life because we never knew actually what happened to him. So yep. he got um, post traumatic stress syndrome, yeah, um, and it was about that. So I wrote that book, and I thought, well, what am I going to do with it? Mm. Um, and I didn't. I suppose, yeah, I knew nothing about publishing, so I just I didn't realise there were. I sent it to the like the big publishers, and I think in in England, and they came back. Yes, we'd love to publish a book. It's going to cost me, you know, a million dollars type thing. Yes, um, never hear from them so again. So <laughs> anyway, I decided to self-publish. Yeah, so I went through Vivid Publishers. Yes, and 
in Western Australia, fantastic little, uh, fantastic company, and published the book on my own. But the problem was that once you do your circle of friends and their circle of friends, there's really no it one stops. else yeah. that, to buy the book. Okay, so you found your journey um, with Shoreline uh, a lot more positive and and helpful. Mm. Very much so. I'd recommend it to anybody. Yeah, they're fantastic, aren't they? Um, Okay, so going back to the ties that bind your brand new publication, Julie, um, I read a quote saying um, it incorporates a journey of healing and love, but not one that shies away from the pain and intensity of both. Can you unpack that for us a little bit? Um, well, once again, I, I think, you know, as I said to you, it's about relationships um, and it's about, um, you know, really wanting the reader to connect with, with the characters. So, of course, there has to be some love in it. There's got to be, yeah. you know, some um, that type of thing. So, yeah, it's just um, showing what happens maybe to people that are torn apart and, yeah. um, you know, they're... they're think they've got this wonderful relationship and then something like a war happens. Um, so they're separated and, you know, yeah, have to learn to live without each other. And What was, I can see the inspiration for your characters there, but you had a really interesting experience during your writing process involving mm-hmm. one of your characters, Re. Would you yeah. be able to tell us about this? Sure. Um, so I, I had actually finished the book. Uh, I'd finished that there's four main characters in the book. Um, there was a daughter of one of the characters and there was a um, a carer. So I'd finished it. I went on a holiday to Port Douglas, I think I was, and I was sitting around the pool and I was thinking it just doesn't feel finished. It just yes. felt there was more to it. So I and I kind of wrote a, I, I kind of look at that part of it with the four characters, part A, and I wrote a part B. And yes. I thought, wow, I really love this part, B. Yes. And the yes. character of Ree was inspired by um, a very good girl, close girlfriend of mine that had passed passed away. Mm-hmm. So I kind of felt like she was sitting on my shoulder while yeah. I was writing. Yeah, oh, how and beautiful. It was. It was a, a beautiful moment. And then when I got home, um, I got in uh, My daughter got a friend who was an editor of a friend and she contacted me and she read the story and she said, no, she said, you've, you've got to incorporate part B into part A. You've got to weave it in somehow. Great. I had to write the whole story again. Again, yeah. Yeah. So Not not easy. No, the whole story. Um, And, my God, she was spot on, absolutely spot on. Um, It made the book. I couldn't imagine the book any other way than having re-weaved through it. Yes. Um, Yeah, so, you know, and being both of us being teachers, we know that we're very, you know, you know, my reports get read. Uh, I get red lines through them. Yes, yes. We all, yeah. I follow my editor. And um, she was spot on, so, yeah. Oh, that's fabulous. And what a growth and development as a writer for you as well, Julie. Like, yeah, you definitely. know, for listeners, that's that's quite fascinating. You know, yeah. every book we write is different. Um, yes. What what does the actual writing process um, look like for you? Um, well, I think I'm a, a bit different like that. With, with my students, I say, you know, I want a beginning, middle and end. I want a problem. Yeah. I want a solution. Yeah. I don't do any of that. I just write. <laughs> That's probably why I suffer from writer's book um, because, you know, <laughs> I haven't got a plan. No, yeah. I'm not a planner and it just comes to me. 
Yeah. And I don't know why that happens to me. I, you know, I mean, I plan the characters, what they look like. You don't want to have, yeah. you know, I don't want my main character, Anna, to have grey eyes at the beginning of the story and blue eyes at yeah, the end. Of course, so, of course. You know, I've got that type of planning. But you're but, organic in the way that it evolves. Yeah, it just evolves. I don't yeah. know how. I don't know why. It just happens. But, Julie, you're up with the greats because that's Stephen King in a nutshell. That's how oh, he okay. writes. He, like yes, he lets his characters take him yeah. on the journey. So I was actually really inspired yeah. to hear that because I'm not really a plan. I, I vaguely plan out my story arc, but some authors you speak to, and there's neither right nor wrong. We're all different. Um and yeah. all work differently yeah, in our creative definitely. ways. So that's that's really interesting. Um, what would you say during the process of um, The Ties That Bind was your greatest challenge? Oh, I could answer that with my hands tied behind my back because I, <laughs> I do use my hands when I talk. But, um, oh, the writing is nothing compared to the getting it published they're having to go through this podcast. You should see the notes I've got everywhere. You're shining um, bright. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Instagram and Facebook, like my daughter says to me, Mum, you're overthinking it. I've got to have every spelling, you know, I can't, I've got to have commas. I, I take 100 I photos that. and get the right one. Visually. <laughs> um, I think all of that is what I find the most challenging. Yeah, there's a lot and beyond lots, the actual writing. Lots of authors would say that because, you know, we're very, we, we write alone and then Correct. all of a sudden we have to come out and I have to say to people, buy my book, you know. <laughs> and, uh, you it's think, really oh, hard. I hope you like it, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, we're kind of, we go from our, our hidden world to being exposed, don't we, yeah. very quickly. And it's, yeah. it's, you're right out there, you're putting yourself out there. It's and if crazy, you don't... Really. Really, no matter your well, talent, it, you don't seem to get a look in anywhere. So it's really tough. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But um, yeah. but worth it, Julie. I mean, I, I think you've oh, got yes. a great writing future um, heading your way. So keep keep writing, I say. <laughs> I will. Thank you. <laughs> now, you've offered our listeners lots to think on today. Um are there any other words of wisdom that you you could really offer us today? Um, just oh, I mean, read, 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 read I other agree. Yeah. read other people's stuff. Like I have the most beautiful book club, um, the and um, we read all different types of stories, and you know, so we go from romance to thrillers to yeah, cross you know, the genres. That's really important. Yeah. Um, now, Julie, I absolutely loved the front cover of your latest novel. How did you feel about that? Oh, my gosh. It was perfect. Kit. Um, she's a Shoreline book cover Designer. lady. Yes. And she yep. just nailed it. Didn't she? Uh, my brief was um, Australiana flower, you know, something Australiana and something Vietnamese. So yeah. Well, the colour's so wonderful. striking. It just, it, it just engages you straight away. Yes, well, Kit did a beautiful job, and um, I, the brief was Australian, some sort of Australian plant or Vietnamese plant, and she just nailed it. And I love the green. Or my niece um, designed the cover of Not My Father. Oh, um, beautiful! She's a very, very talented artist, and um, yeah, so I really love that cover as well. And the yeah. pink in that cover, and then the green with 
the new cover, the ties that bind really match. So, yeah. yeah. Wonderful. And just before we let you go, Julie, you mentioned that you're working on a new project. Yes. Yes. So I've got a, um, a new story that I'm writing. Um, so I'll need to go on a few holidays to finish that. That's um, a shame. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. And it's called I Remember You. So I always have a title first and I hang my hat on that title and that inspires me. So Yeah, uh, that's a really good way to do it. I actually do yeah. the same, but not many yeah. authors do it that way. No, I, I follow a lot on Instagram and they'll say, now I've written the story, I've got to come up with a title. Mm. And I think, no, I'm the opposite. Mm-hmm. I have to have my title first. Same, absolutely mm. same. Yeah. Well, Julie, um, it's been a tricky podcast to record, but yeah. it's got a huge amount of insight for our um, listeners um, and writers out there that are going to be very, very um, excited and inspired by your journey, Julie. Um, thank you so much today oh, thank for you, Kelly. your wisdom and your time. Um, on behalf of us all, we wish you every bit of success in your writing future. Listeners, I absolutely encourage you listeners to get out there and order yourself a copy of The Ties That Bind. Um, It's going to be a big seller. I can feel it, Julie. (laughs) It's available (laughs) online at all good bookstores and libraries right around Australia. So, Julie, all the very best with your journey forward. Thank you, Kelly. Take care. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Between the Covers, produced by Shoreline Publishing.